Do you know what really kills performance in organizations? Well, many people think that actually is conflict. Well, it's the really opposite. Is what I call the artificial harmony. So in this episode, I'm going to explain why many organizations still live in this bubble of we are just happy and fine. And what is the consequence of that? But before getting to the episode, I have a, just a very big news. We're going to launch the podcast on YouTube. We're going to start next week. So be ready because we're going to actually show all our new episodes and interviews on YouTube. I really look forward your, for your engagement, your comments. So be ready for such an amazing new experience that I'm excited about. So, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the Work Class Leader Show, and I hope you had amazing holidays. So, and if everything works out, I'm sure that you had the time to reflect, relax, but also thinking strate- strategically about the future. Uh, for me, uh, the holidays period have been a little bit bump on the road, but that's for another time. Anyway, so in today's episode, I want to really start this 2024 with a topic that is very important. It is something that I think everyone should be aware of. Why? Because I see in many organizations this idea that harmony is is key, right? We want to work in an environment where people are happy in working with each other. They are very well connected. And look, and everything looks great. And I know that, especially if you are a senior leader, you want to see to some extent that level of harmony, collaboration, um, you know, going through the entire organization. To some extent, it's understandable, right? You want to have an environment where people feel happy to work in. But here's the thing. Most of the harmony in organizations, especially if those organizations that define that there is harmony here, is most of the time, that is the bad news, artificial. Why? Because artificial harmony is convenient, you know, it creates the illusion of a happy and peaceful team. Typical sentences that leaders say, you know, when it comes to that, is something like, I don't want to hear problems. Yeah, I don't want to see people arguing. I don't want to see, you know, people raising their voices. All that stuff. All of that creates an, an environment where people, you know, feel cohesive. They're working well together. But again most of the time, is just artificial. So in an environment like this, to be fair, that's based on my experience, it's really uncomfortable having conversation. Okay? And, uh, and, and conflicts are avoided. And also, people are left undisturbed to work in, independently. Right? It's the typical sentence I, I hear is, leave me alone. Okay? Now, Despite his apparent appeal, artificial harmony actually kills performance. And that's the point I want to make today. Because look, great results occur when there is a constructive conflict where diverse ideas and perspectives actually are openly discussed and shared. You know, and eventually leading to um, the identification of, I would say, opportunities for growth, okay? So we want to create an environment where there is a constructing conflict and not artificial harmony. 
Yet, as I said a little bit earlier, many leaders prefer artificial harmony over constructive conflict for several reasons. So let me share with you, you know, I took some notes, you know, with all my work that um, I've been doing with organizations. Let me summarize seven reasons why some leaders prefer artificial harmony, harmony over constructing conflict, okay? So number one is this idea of maintaining the illusion of unity. So artificial harmony really creates the appearance of a united and cohesive team, as I said before, right? Even if there are, are underlining disagreements or tensions. And this can be useful, by the way, for presenting a positive image to external stakeholders or superiors, right? I know board, board for example, asking a lot of time CEOs, hey, how the team is going? And CEOs sometimes say, yeah, everything is fine. We are crazy, we're working together, we are committed, but that's just an appearance. So there is this illusion of unity. Reason number two is really for avoiding disruption. Now, Conflict can be really disruptive, you think about, and also time-consuming because you need to stay on topics longer than expected. And leaders might fear that addressing conflicts openly could lead to delays in decision-making, for example, and eventually hinder progress on important tasks or projects. Now, here's my, my experience. If you don't complete this conversation, whatever you think you're saving in terms of timing now is going to actually become completely different in the future. So what you're saving now will be totally forgotten and wiped off, you know, once the problem arises again. So that is avoiding. The number three, in my experience, is really preserving authority. Here's what I mean. Leaders that prioritize artificial harmony might do so to maintain their authority and control over the team, right? So they might feel that allowing open conflict could challenge their leadership or undermine their position, okay? So unfortunately, that is very true, and we know authority still has a major uh, impact on the opportunity for people to really say what they think and to have a constructive conversation, Right? Because sometimes authority, what, what, what it does is suppressing people, okay? So that is authority. Number four is the fear of um, losing team members. And that's, again, is very, very important. So leaders might worry that, you know, addressing conflicts openly uh, could lead to team members leaving or becoming demotivated. So artificial harmony actually might seem like a way to prevent these and retain team members, right? Because, here's, here's the reason, because we, you know, perceive that a good environment is a productive and high-performance culture, which is not, at least from an artificial harmony standpoint. So that's fear of losing people. Number five is desire for consensus. And that's, again, it's very, very Typical, right? So some leaders believe that seeking consensus, avoiding conflict, leads to better team cohesion and cooperation. So they might think that conflict could really fragment the team and reduce overall productivity. Um, and that's, again, it's very, very normal, unfortunately, right? So consensus. Number six is perception of conflict as negative, right? 
And that is a misperception primarily related to conflict, right? So some leaders view conflict as an inherently negative and destructive, right? Failing to recognize that constructive conflict can lead to better ideas and improve problem solving and innovation, okay? And again, conflict, constructive conflict is not negative environment, which is very important to uh, underscore here, okay? And finally, number seven, I would call the personal discomfort. So that's really more personal style, right? So some leaders might not feel equipped to handle conflict effectively and fear making the situation worse. So they're there sitting, waiting, and they don't know what to do. So artificial harmony might seem like an easier way to avoid uncomfortable conversations. And again, I've never seen, never seen in my whole experience, organization, they become high performance without having uncomfortable conversations. So it's impossible. So that was discomfort. So as a, you know, as a recap, so we said, number one, the illusion of unity and communicate that externally, the avoiding disruption, preserving authority, fear of losing team members, desire for consensus, perception of conflict as negative, and finally, personal discomfort. So, right, maybe you have a question now for me. Okay, Andrea, where shall we go from here, right? So what can we do? Well, I think in, in each of these seven points, there is already an answer for you. Because if you are doing any of these seven things, now you know that essentially you are supporting, promoting, even unconsciously artificial harmony in your organization. So my suggestion really is, very simply, Unaddressed conflict can lead to resentment, reduced trust, and decreased team performance, which is really a kind of paradigm shift. So you have to address conflict. So great leaders, on the other end, in my experience, really recognize the value of constructive conflict. They do, and they provoke it intentionally. So really, they encourage their team to openly share diverse perspectives to find better ideas and solutions. And again, they do it now, and that is the key, by preventing personal attacks. And that is the difference. So con constructive conflict is not personal attack. You might say, you might think, well, Andrea, you know, it's a fine line. It is. But as everything in leadership, everything in leadership is a fine line. You have to walk on the fine line, understanding whether the constructive conflict is good enough or in my leading to personal attack. If that is the case, you have to stop there. So you have to be good in walking that balance, walking that line, and be sure that you are not falling either ways. So that's my suggestion for today. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts to see what you think. It's, important, it's a very important topic, guys. It's a very important topic, something that I do very, very often with the clients. Because sometimes when I really appreciate or understand that the team is not really saying 100% the truth or what they really think about, there's something is missing. And what potentially is missing is this idea of a constructive conflict. And sometimes actually are the CEOs, they, they say something like, you know, I don't see my team participating. Nobody's saying exactly what, you know, what he or she thinks. Well, that's why is the artificial harmony element, all right? So let me know LinkedIn whether this episode resonates with you. So I really look forward to reading your comments. 
And also, as I said in the introduction, so we have an important lunch, an important day next week. So next Thursday, we're going to present a guest episode, but also, most importantly, we're going to launch officially the podcast on YouTube. I'm so excited. We are working hard. The team is working hard on the production. So we are aiming to create an amazing platform for this uh, for this podcast. So we're going to also start having interviews live. So there are so many things happening in our world. So watch out and also be ready to engage on YouTube because that's what we are going to do soon. So thank you so much for being with me today and I wish you an amazing 2024.